0: is it time to panic? Ask a foreigner what salvage means to him, and you'll get positive answers, to rescue, save or recover. Ask a Filipino, and he'll say it means the exact opposite, it used to be known as summary execution. These days, it simply means to kill. More often than not, the word is linked to people in authority depriving a suspected criminal of a chance to get a fair trial. It is thought to have come from the Spanish word salvaje, which means cruel, violent, or savage. Truly, meanings are not in words, they are in people. Sadly, news about salvage victims doesn't surprise us anymore. Case in point, Navatas police have been under fire for the death of 17-year-old Jero Jemboy Baltazar, an unarmed minor gunned down by police last August 2 in a case they described as mistaken identity. According to team leader police captain Mark Joseph Carpio, the boy was shot due to panic firing. Cops are trained not to panic. I found it curious that a high-ranking officer of the Philippine National Police tried to explain how an innocent teenager could have been a victim of what he termed panic firing of weapons. I have heard of sniper fire or suppression fire. Panic firing is a disconcerting term, to say the least. Apparently, panic firing or contagious fire is a reported phenomenon, especially in the United States. However, few studies have been done on this matter. Carpio assumes the officer went along with a shooting after hearing gunshots they claim self-preservation in spite of the admonition to avoid so-called panic firing. Carrying a firearm is a huge responsibility. In fact, the act of carrying a loaded gun indicates a predisposition to take the law into your own hands. When I was young, the police had pito and batuta, which they used to warn and apprehend suspected criminals. Now, they're only equipped with a gun. A firearm becomes the only option as there are no other non-lethal choices in an encounter. In Jemboy's case, the police immediately resorted to firing their guns. The law enforcer became both the judge and executioner in a split second. Shortly after this case, a dismissed cop pointed a loaded gun at a cyclist in a road rage. Another policeman shot 15-year-old John Francis in Rodriguez, Resal on August 20. What type of training are we giving our policemen? Sen. Ronald De La Rosa is right. Perhaps it's time for the police to be reissued whistles and sticks all police officers should be skilled in kali, a truly Filipino martial art. As with any institution, the quality of its human resources is paramount. Rogue or dirty cops are as old as law enforcement itself. But most would agree that every generation has good cops. Men and women who are honest, brave and skilled in crime fighting. It is a profession of arms where training and discipline can save the lives of victims and law enforcers as well. If we want better law enforcement, we should start with recruitment. My HR mantra is hire for character, train for skills. Learning the cardinal rules of gun safety is easy. But a deep understanding of the responsibility that comes from the power of a gun and a badge is what separates a good cop from a bad cop. Perhaps we can learn from the United Kingdom's philosophy of policing by consent through Robert Peel's nine principles of policing. This has been followed since 1829. Their law enforcers are not routinely armed. Policing is not based on fear or threat of force but on public approval and cooperation with the police. With this, citizens abide by the law and respect its enforcement. Successful policing should not be based on the number of arrests alone. According to Gudmundur Evar Odsson, Associate Professor of Sociology at Iceland's University of Akureyri, use of force should be restrained, and success is measured not in how many arrests officers have made but rather, by the absence of crime itself. We can all agree that police officers will be respected once they have earned it themselves.